is beautiful a feeling. If you know me well, you know I have a passion for self-perception. This is why I'm obsessed with intonation, self-respect, self-esteem, and confidence. These things eluded me most of my life. For me, the turning point was becoming suddenly self-aware, and then learning I was an enabler, then divorcing, then falling apart, and then turning 40. All that occurred in a two-year time span, and then I finally realized I had been unaware of self-perception the majority of my life, and I began to write about all things related to it. Of course, all this writing and self-perception continually brings up childhood trauma, but that gives me opportunity to heal, write more, and learn more. Benefiting continually with self-awareness This is where today's topic begins. I've had a light bulb turn on about self-perception and feeling beautiful and or ugly. This also comes up because of my friends and their self-perception, and the fact that I know many of them are struggling with a combination of issues, not just related to beauty, but perfectionism, anxiety, and a big lack of self-importance. I'm seeing that these things are all related. What you're hearing now is my third attempt at writing to try and explain what I'm thinking, and I'll start with a story. A few weeks ago, as fast as from one day to the next, I came down with the flu. I pretty much went to bed on a Saturday night with a shallow urge to cough and woke up Sunday morning a zombie with a head that wanted to explode. The coughing increased, my whole body ached, and I could hardly get myself upright to walk. As the day went on, I felt worse and worse. The strange pressure inside my head was not like a headache. It was like I could feel the edges of my brain pushing on my skull. Not that that's what it was, but that's what it felt like. And even and widespread pressure and pain throughout my whole head. Sleeping off and on all day, only getting worse, a friend of mine asked if I wanted her to take me to the emergency room. I hated that idea, especially since it meant standing and putting clothes on. So I texted a nurse friend of mine at 9.30 p.m., hoping she was awake, asking her opinion about what I was feeling. She called, we discussed it, and she asked me to go to Instacare for what would hopefully be a flu diagnosis. Her cousin had died two weeks earlier of an infection that went to her brain, so she said, For my peace of mind, please go and tell them that your friend says you need a diagnosis. Instacare seemed less horrible to me, but it still meant putting clothes on a body that had been hot and cold all day and stiff from not moving and aching muscles. However, the thought of a brain infection gave me newfound energy, especially since the only Instacare open in the valley on a Sunday night was two towns away and only open for another couple of hours until midnight. Sometime around 10.15, I was climbing in my friend's car who offered to take me, wrapped up in not just winter layers and a hat, but a bandana over my face so as to not get her sick. I looked both awful and ridiculous. When we finally arrived and found Instacare on the second floor of the hospital, who knew, I walked more than I had all day from the car to the check-in desk, and I found myself standing there overwhelmed by both physical and emotional feelings, including gratitude for my sweet friend, not only willing, but keen to get me there. 
Another cognitive distortion that I have been trying to overcome is that I am alone, when the truth is I am surrounded by people. This sense of aloneness is only magnified when you can't get out of bed and fill your glass with water. Feeling supported by my friend and not having to get myself to Instacare alone was a big deal in and of itself to me. I removed the bandana from my face to check in and was given a proper mask to stop my spreading germs. Being overwhelmed and wishing more than anything to sit so that I didn't collapse, I felt so awful I began to cry. Overwhelmed included not wanting to be there, not wanting to be sick, not wanting to feel fragile, not wanting to be in a position of needing help, and especially not wanting a diagnosis of something that could kill me. As awful as I felt, that seemed a real threat. The mask provided the protection I needed to feel safe enough to cry without feeling seen. And when I finally sat down, my physical relief increased too, and I only cried more. When my sweet friend looked over at me, she didn't expect to see tears and asked, why are you crying? I had so many reasons, and the umbrella that seemed to cover them all for a short answer was, I feel ugly because that was entirely true too. At the point of her asking, I had probably been crying for only about three minutes. And so another reason I was crying is that I needed to remove the mask and deal with the mess my nose was making. But I felt so stupid sitting among other sick people, I didn't want to lift my mask. I needed like 11 tissues and the freedom to not feel watched as I dealt with snot. Also, having no energy to get back up and look for a bathroom for said tissues and solitude. With just a couple of tissues in my coat pocket, I said, I'd like to go sit over there, pointing to an area of the waiting room with empty chairs away from everyone sitting near the check-in desk. With my nose blown, not sitting in the middle of a bunch of people and feeling like an ugly sick person, I calmed down and my friend and I began to talk painkillers. She wanted to pop over to the Walgreens nearby and get me something to help the pressure in my head. To make this long story shorter, I learned it was just the flu, and I slept away the next six days. I tell this story specifically because this is my most recent experience feeling actually ugly. I won't go into old stories, but as I tell this, if you are a woman, I know you know what I'm talking about. Feeling ugly is a very real feeling. And I tell you this story, having absolutely tackled my self-esteem issues that were in place my entire life until I started putting myself back together after turning 40. And yet, that had no bearing on the very real feeling I just described. Now, I don't have a story for feeling beautiful. I'm not saying I never feel beautiful. But it is so much more rare that I feel beautiful than it is to feel ugly. And so this is the core of why I'm writing. I think I'm typical. Beauty is a noun. Beautiful is an adjective. Ugly is an adjective. So both descriptive words. Now, I ask myself, is beautiful or beauty a feeling? Because rationally, they seem better described as a quality or even described as a description. Do we believe beautiful is a feeling? It seems so. 
But when I start listing feelings, I don't easily come to beautiful being a feeling. So I come back to what I said about feeling ugly. Multiple feelings, both physical and emotional, created this umbrella of ugly. So it really does make more sense that multiple feelings could also generate the feeling of beautiful. For me, feeling beautiful would be related to what my outfit looked like, what kind of hair day I was having, how good my makeup looked, my level of confidence that day related to these things. And unfortunately, whether or not people treated me like I was beautiful. This combination of things could absolutely make me feel beautiful. But the reality is, for me, it's an umbrella. It's not a feeling like happy, sad, confused, excited, calm, anxious, worried. Those are actual feelings. So I got thinking and I googled a list of feelings. I found something called the feeling wheel created by Jeffrey Roberts. And guess what two words are not on it? Ugly and beautiful. Nor similar words like unattractive or attractive. And yet words I hadn't even thought of as being feelings are on this list. Cheeky, interested, inquisitive. This lack of ugly and beautiful is significant to me because women in 2020 do two things on a regular basis. Criticize themselves over anything and tell themselves they are supposed to be or feel beautiful. Men hearing this might be surprised. Women, we do this without even thinking consciously we are doing it. But my calling attention to it no doubt makes you say, I do do that. We also don't consciously say, I should be perfect. But isn't that true? That you do tell yourself that your face, your hair, your clothes, your anything is not good enough and you are therefore not perfect. I know my friends, they are totally doing this. And I have multiple friends that are able to admit they struggle severely with anxiety. Let's do some math now. Not feeling beautiful, plus telling yourself you should be, plus not feeling perfect, plus telling yourself you should be, plus feeling ugly, plus telling yourself you shouldn't be, equals criticism and anxiety, plus a lack of self-importance. Before I address that sum, let's return to how uncommon and unnatural it is to feel beautiful, a non-feeling, just an adjective, and how easy it can be to feel ugly, also a non-feeling. Why do we do this? Is everyone around you flawless and beautiful? Nobody has zits? Nobody has greasy hair? Nobody looks average? Au contraire, everyone in real life has flaws. Are you looking at them the way you are looking at yourself? And then let's go to every movie, every ad, every Instagram image, every image of any human online that you come across in your day. Are those people flawed? Actually, technology means nobody is using images of flawed people. Not only can everything be photoshopped, 
It is. So what are you looking at, my sweet? Are you the only thing you are looking at that you are willing to see as real and flawed and not liking it? Do you see how messed up this is? I propose that most of us have this cognitive distortion that we are supposed to feel beautiful. And when we aren't, we are ugly. If we are telling ourselves that, and it is a story in our reality, how can anyone doing that not feel anxious? It's a constant belief you are failing at being beautiful. It's like obsessing over failure in the back of your mind as you try to live a normal life. And as I say again, beautiful is not a feeling, a descriptive word, one that can be an umbrella created by many other feelings being in place. But let's be smart and accept that it would literally be impossible to always be feeling the many feelings that bring that descriptive word, beautiful. And why allow the absence of a word that you aren't supposed to be feeling to insist you must feel the opposite, ugly? What I also want to point out is that because beautiful is a descriptive word, it absolutely makes sense for somebody to call you beautiful. No, you wouldn't refer to yourself as a descriptive word. So when somebody says you are beautiful, You want to shut them down and not believe it, not take the compliment, because what they are saying doesn't match what you are feeling. But again, beautiful is not a feeling. What if you turned off comparison? What if you shut down this cognitive distortion and allowed yourself to only feel feelings, and you didn't put words in your head as a default without reason and needing to feel them? What if you found better words to describe what you actually do feel and stop telling yourself altogether you are supposed to feel anything? What if you quit allowing any and every feeling to enter when it didn't have good reason to be invited to be felt? Because many feelings are a choice. We should be choosing more. We should be more self-aware. We should be paying attention to our mental chatter and not giving it a space to flourish when it is unwelcome and unwarranted. Talk about empowering women. How about we fucking take charge of our own thoughts? How about we see how amazing we are instead of listening to the bullshit default cognitive distortion reasoning that we do? You won't do this if you prefer the poor me story you tell yourself. That is absolutely a cognitive distortion. The way you recognize them is if they come with reasons and proof. Every bullshit story you tell yourself is a cognitive distortion. In fact, I personally have learned that my truths don't even contain stories and reasons. They just are. And that's how I'm able to recognize the cognitive distortions. So much attached information and excuses. So back to my friends. Actually, let's not just look at friends, but coworkers too. When I do that, I can see that almost everyone I know would say they do not feel beautiful, but they should be beautiful. They also don't want to hear the praise, you look beautiful, 
because it doesn't match the story they are telling themselves. I refuse to hear anyone say they don't have choice in this because you are making a choice currently. You are choosing to insist you should feel beautiful and because you don't, you aren't. Fucking lies. Lies, lies, lies. I'm calling you a liar. Let's go back to what I wrote called Honesty is the Way. We need to be more honest with ourselves. And lies of criticism is not being honest. It's having a cognitive, mentally aware distortion. Do you want to improve your anxiety? Do you want to improve your self-perception? Do you want to like yourself more with lots of reasons to? Then stop coming up with bullshit stories and allow yourself to feel good. Hell, Google the feeling wheel. Find words on it you feel and choose other words you want to feel. Talk yourself through what's happening. Let your voice tell your head why you aren't going to feel the bad things and the non-feelings. You are in charge. You can do this. You get to decide so many things about your life. Make some decisions and don't let advertising, movies, or TV dictate how you think. You are a real person. Let yourself be real. If you are a woman who believes in empowerment, let that be in your head next. It's time to think the talk. You are amazing. High time you look at your attachment to poor me. I'm talking to myself, too. I clearly couldn't just allow myself to be real and have the flu. My pride was in my way, my cognitive distortion was in my way, and my poor me had me in tears. Was everyone around me thinking, wow, I know I'm sick, but look how ugly that lady is. Hell no, they weren't. Could I have possibly been more ugly than anyone else there also feeling like shit? No. A cognitive distortion that insists I'm alone and ugly with all its reasons is my proof. I'm telling myself a story so that I can feel something negative that isn't even a feeling. Admitting this doesn't erase it, but I want to be wise. I want to be self-aware. I don't want anxiety or lies of perfectionism to rule my life. I want to be real. So how about I allow more being real? Not allow the feeling real, because real also isn't a feeling. If you've listened this far, you get it. <laughs>